Hello, everybody. This is The Dan Chronicles, a free newsletter and podcast where each month I find five interesting things that I think you should know about. It's December 2023. I'm Dan Berg, and let's kick things off with a little housekeeping. First of all, I'm going to try something a little bit different with this podcast episode. Uh, I'm going to stick a little bit more to the script of the newsletter. Um, So please let me know what you think. I'm just trying out this new format. Do you like it? Do you miss the old format? Uh, Shoot me an email, reply to this newsletter. Please let me know. So first of all, it's December uh, and I'm feeling in a giving mood. Uh, I have a form in the newsletter, a little Google form, where where if you fill that out before Friday, December 22nd, 2023, I'm going to send you something fun for free. There's no catch or anything. So for me, stamps are relatively cheap. And so if you want a little something from the podcast, just let me know and you'll get a little holiday surprise. Happy holidays. That's it. And now let's get into the stories. Right now, there's sort of a heated debate about the future dangers of artificial intelligence. Uh, One group of people kind of see it as an existential threat to humanity. Like in a doomsday scenario, technology just keeps getting better and better, and it's exponentiating once AI learns how to improve itself. So it just starts improving itself more, and so it gets faster and faster, better and better. And then in an instant, machines are powerful enough to just wipe out humanity. And there's one tiny miscommunication, and the machines just kill everybody. Uh, In another scenario of AI... Um, it's much less exciting. Like in this future, AI is much more like a smartphone, right? So with the smartphone technology rapidly improved year after year, it seemed like you just needed to update every year because there was some crazy new thing. uh, And then it just kind of hit its peak. And now there still is new smartphones every year, but they're more just kind of like a modification of this peak design, this thing of what we think a smartphone should be. And it gets just incrementally better rather than leaps and bounds. Um, And it's it's totally possible that artificial intelligence is really just racing to the peak of what AI is able to do, just like smartphones. But I mean, as AI and artificial intelligence has been capturing the headlines, there's another group of engineers that are making progress on a slightly different technology that might be even more impactful. Uh, This is called uh, quantum computing. Uh, And I definitely think everybody should dig in and kind of learn more about this technology. So if you want to get quickly caught up, there's a 13 minute segment from 60 minutes on quantum computing. It does a very decent job at explaining the technology as well as the potential ramifications. Um, And I mean, if AI is revolutionizing what a computer can do, quantum computing is really doing the same for how fast a computer can do it. Uh, But not just a few multiples, but Quantum computing is an estimated 100 trillion times faster than the current supercomputers. So things that would take years upon years can be done almost instantly. So I'm I'm thinking about quantum computing, and I'm not really sure how worried I should be, right? I'm kind of thinking of it sort of like Y2K. So it's something that's prone to hype. But also, it's actually carrying real dangers. In the case of Y2K, none of those dangers were realized. In the case of quantum computing, they might be. We still don't know. 
Um, but really what it is, it's, it's a threshold into the unknown uh, that will probably look quaint in hindsight, uh, but is really sort of intimidating when you're staring at it head, head on. So the thing I find fascinating about quantum computing is the same thing that I find fascinating about artificial intelligence. It's the size of the threat. So both of these are existential threats to humanity, meaning they have the potential to wipe out humanity. That is a very real risk with both of these, the very smart people are thinking about. So artificial intelligence is a threat because it may create a beast that we can't control, that has the power to kill us. Uh, and quantum computing is kind of an existential threat because it could instantly make the very foundation of our technologies, technological society obsolete, just instantly. Um, so while AI has all the exciting, tangible updates, quantum computing is really a silent closing giant that's closing in at breakneck speed. Uh, and I think society in about 10 years is going to look very different than society today. Okay, so here's a sentence that may surprise you. There's a new reality TV show that I'm really excited about. Okay, so let me explain. Uh, I'm no Martin Reese. He's the guy that is the water sommelier who talks online and in articles about the differences between spring water and different types of bottled water to talk about the quality of each of them. Um, but really, I find reality TV to be a lot like bottled water. Uh, it's easy to write it all off as the same, but you're really going to be missing the subtlety and nuance and quite a bit of, dare I say, art with this. Uh, yes, trashy television can be an art form in terms of the creation of said piece. For example, if you haven't seen a season of Survivor since the very original season one aired, you're missing a significant evolution of the game. It's very different now than it was when it first started. So most people are surprised to hear that Survivor is no really really longer about surviving in a remote location. Uh, yeah, they're they're camping. They're they're kind of without means. They have to build a shelter. They have food, but the survival aspect of it is not there as much. Not in the same way as say a Naked and Afraid. Um, really, Survivor is much more about strategy and social game. Uh, and that strategy and social game changes and evolves in material ways each year, each new season that they put out. So going back to my original excitement about a new reality TV show, Netflix made Squid Game into a reality TV show, a contestant show. It's aptly named Squid Game The Challenge. Uh, the first season, I watched it. It felt fun and exciting. And it felt sort of like the same way that season one of Survivor did, meaning that like it's a crazy solid foundation with which to build and get deeper strategy on. And I mean, of course, that all is based upon the fact that you can overlook the strange dystopia of the concept of Squid Game the Challenge, right? Because by watching the show, you are literally the audience that the original series was skewering right? But if you are able to look past that, you really do get a complex and strategic game that's really ripe for evolution and growth. Uh, plus, watching season one is to watch true reality show masters at work. The people that are creating the show really know what they were doing. They were kind of sitting in a room and they were asking themselves, how do we create a reality TV show that appeals to the younger generation? We want to get younger people hooked on these. And 
the just watch the first season of Squid Game: The Challenge, and you'll watch that being happen. That happening. Uh, and one of the crazy things too is really one of the crazy smart things is there was a lot of complimentary TikTok behind the scenes content from people that were in the show talking about their experiences, talking about what was different between what actually aired and what their experience was, even talking about kind of how edits were unfair. And all of this complimentary content really, really added a lot of rich stuff to the entire series. Okay, so that was an argument for hype of this new show. But let me end this kind of section by tempering expectations. Uh, The show is not going to change anybody's life, except maybe the new millionaire winner, Um, nor do I even consider it must-watch TV. I do, however, think that it is valid TV, and it is undeniably entertaining TV. And the context and how it fits within the wider world of reality TV show, of TV series, is just really fascinating to me. Uh, And I think it's a lot of fun. Baby boomers get a lot of hate on the internet. Uh, And in most cases, I say rightly so. Uh, I mean, of course, not all boomers, uh, that needs to be said. Uh, But I think many of the problems of society that we are currently experiencing are a direct result of decisions made by boomers. Um, But with that said, I do think it's interesting to think about the boomer generation through the lens of trauma. Uh, I found a three-minute video that I linked to in the newsletter that kind of just talks about the larger context in which the boomer generation was raised and contextualizing it in a way that younger generations from millennial to Gen Z to younger can really understand and appreciate talking about what the parenting style was like, the wars that they experienced, the traumas that they went through themselves that they're then sharing the lack of support. I found it utterly interesting. And of course, it's no excuse for any of this behavior, but I do think that it is a interesting and relevant lens through which to look at the boomer generation. Let me just say that I recognize at this point with this newsletter, uh, this newsletter might now be considered just a distribution channel for Bobby Fingers videos. Uh, he's a YouTuber. Uh, I discussed one of his previous video videos, the last one that he put out back in April. Uh, and now there's a new video. So, of course, I'm sharing it here. But the video is just too good not to share. So this time, Bobby Fingers, who usually makes little statuettes, made a full-sized rowboat that is in the, in the shape of a hyper-realistic Jeff Bezos head. Uh, In the video, the humor is really dry. The skill level is just incredibly high. Uh, And the entire 28-minute video is just a journey. He takes you on a journey. My favorite types of creators are ones that have this incredible, mind-blowing talent and then use that talent and those skills to make the most bizarre things imaginable. And Bobby Fingers certainly fits into that category. Uh, Plus, who doesn't love a good skewering of a billionaire? Bezos certainly has an act for inspiring quality art. I'm sure we all remember the Bo Burnham song about Jeff Bezos. And if you haven't, I linked that here as well.
final thing this month is another YouTube video. So you've probably heard of Bill Wirtz. He, his most popular video is called The Entire History of the World, I Guess. And it's this weirdly animated thing, a fairly long video that walks through the entire history of like conquest and going around the world of different civilizations. And it's just this mind-blowingly talented and unique video that came out about six years ago and has over 163 million views. You haven't seen that yet, or you can't remember, you might have seen it a while ago. Definitely check out the link in the newsletter. So that video, like most of his videos, just feels like a rocket blasting off from Earth. It just goes so fast. And his style is just singular and it's unmistakable. He has his own genre. And because of that, because he is so unique, I really loved this 26-minute interview with Wirtz that I linked to in the newsletter. So he sits down and he talks about uh, his approach to creative work and his approach, just like his work, work is uniquely his own. And listening to people that are artistic in a way that is different from the way that my brain ticks is just so utterly fascinating to me. And it's not like I'm going to go and pick up his habits or start approaching work the same way, because I think it is a matter of the mind dictating how the approach works rather than the approach netting the quality work that he creates. Uh, however, it really gives me a new appreciation for his work. And I always wonder if I can pick and choose things for myself that I might start using, even if I can't pick up his entire system or way of thinking wholesale. Uh, and, and I just love when there's interviews with creatives that do that. And that brings us to the end of the podcast. If you have enjoyed this, please share it with a friend. Give me a like on iTunes or wherever you're listening to podcasts or a like on Substack. Uh, you can find me at Dan Berg. That is D-A-N-N-B-E-R-G dot Substack dot com. You can find my website at danb.org. And I will see you next month.